You are listening to the Beyond the High Road podcast with Shelby Milford, episode number 12. Welcome to Beyond the High Road, a podcast dedicated to healing your heart and life following the grief of alienation. I'm your host, Shelby Milford, a twice-certified life coach specializing in post-traumatic growth. I'm also a target parent who felt like my identity in this world left me on the very same day that my sweet child did. After hitting my emotional bottom, I devoted the next six years to research and personal growth. Using proven concepts based heavily in neuroscience and psychology, I developed my own playbook for reintegrating with life and reframing my role as my daughter's mother in the midst of living apart from her. I went from feeling agonized, helpless, and directionless to feeling energized, confident, and most importantly, at peace. Today, I get to help other parents like you to do the same. If you're experiencing the effects of alienation and you're ready to heal, then this show is my love letter to you. Stay tuned. Hello, you guys. Merry Christmas week. So I had a brainchild this last Saturday. And in fact, well, here's a tip. If you are any kind of ADHD like me, the best way to get organized for me, like if I'm trying to math out ideas and stuff, is get yourself, I use wet erase markers, but dry, dry erase markers work too. And I write on all my sliding glass windows, doors, you know? And so if you looked at my house right now, you would laugh because every one of my windows has all of these plans and maps and outlines and offers because I had this amazing idea that I don't know why I haven't offered it sooner. I don't mean to be that person that like, oh, but I can't tell you, but I haven't yet fully finalized all of the things. But let me just say this. If you wanted to get out of the rut that you're in and money is also a concern for you, like you can't afford the private coaching costs because let's face it, coaching sessions, nobody charges per hour, but they end up averaging out to be at least 120 an hour, right? Most people can't afford that, right? Not after going through all of the stuff, all of the litigation and all of the issues we've gone through. For most of us, it's out of the question to be able to shell out that kind of money for, you know, your healing process. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's worth it. But a lot of people can't justify it. Anyway, my point is, if that has been a concern for you, but you have been dying to get out of your rut, I believe that I have a solution for you. And so I want to, I'm going to announce it next week because I'm still, like I said, I'm developing it all. I'm getting all the, the stuff ready, right? The programs and all the goodness. But basically it's like, like a crazy, crazy amount of value and goodness and like all of the things that I wish that I had when I was trying to move through and get unstuck and make a living again and do all the things. It's going to be all of those things packaged with community. It's going to be all the things. Okay. I'm giving away too much right now. I need to get to work over this next week. My Christmas holiday will be a very busy working holiday. So anyway, just know that I am going to have some really cool things to announce next week on the 28th. Okay. So with that, I'll leave it at that and we'll get you to the episode. All right. 
So I know that I told you guys we were going to do part two of the habit series this week, but I was not actually looking at the calendar and didn't realize that this week was Christmas week. So I'm going to release part two on the 28th next week, which I think is more appropriate for the new year. Anyway, and today I thought that I would talk about a topic that has been on my mind since last week and something that hopefully will help you over this holiday. So the other day I was trying to find whether I had shared a specific tool with you guys yet. And upon listening back over the episodes, I realized that I may have been inadvertently misleading in a way or unclear when I was talking about what to do with your emotions. I realized that I had put a lot of emphasis on processing your emotions that you need to process because we've never been taught to process and we've instead been taught to just avoid or numb them away like I was talking about in part one of the habits episode. I think I'd like to add an addendum. I know this is going to seem like I'm splitting hairs here, but I think it's important to know that if we put too much emphasis on the processing part, we can negate our previous efforts. So somebody in the holiday group actually also reminded me of this recently. We all do this, right? But this one example is just coming up. If you are one that, if you want the action steps, if you want to do a lot of reading, you want the homework, you want the assignment, you want to keep moving, you want to keep fixing and solving and fixing. First off, this is a very normal thing that we do. But, and, and, but, I want to make you aware that processing and processing and processing these emotions can sometimes be like how you're buffering. And I know I did touch on this before in one of the other episodes. The goal isn't to process away. The goal is to notice how we're feeling without wanting to change it. Just noticing it without wanting to push it away. You want to get to a place where, I know this may sound crazy at first, but once you, once you hear it more, it won't sound as crazy. You want to sort of befriend the emotion to be okay that it's there, like to not judge or feel that it's dark or that it's a bad thing, to be in the place when you're feeling the quote-unquote bad emotion, right? When you're feeling grief, when you're feeling sadness, when you're feeling anger, like if you can consider the idea that all of the emotions on the spectrum, no matter which ones they are, are neutral. Feeling the discomfort of one of the quote-unquote bad emotions is not an indicator that anything is wrong with you, even an indicator that something needs to be done, that something needs to be changed like immediately. So let me explain what I mean. It's the week of Christmas. Let's say the emotion is loneliness, okay? By itself, loneliness is not really a problem, okay? It is the story that we attach to the feeling that we're associating with loneliness. It's what we're making the emotion mean, right? Let me say that again. It's not the emotion of loneliness that is the problem. It's what we're making it mean. It's the story that we're attaching to it. That is where our suffering comes in, okay? Is like the, the layer of crud, basically, that we throw on top of it, okay? And so 
many times, my whole point of this, many times what we try to do, we can go a couple ways. We can either want to sit in it and stay stewing in it, right? Marinating in that, or we will get like nervous, busy action mode, wanting to, like I was saying a, a minute ago, about wanting to have the homework and action plans and reading. And I'm the one that says knowledge is power. 100%. I do believe that. And, but there is a point, you know? And so back to processing emotion or having emotion, allowing emotion is really what I meant here. What I've been meaning throughout these episodes, right? I've been saying processing and really what I mean to say is allowing. It is processing too. But I think by saying the word processing is a verb and you're going to want to verb your way out of the feeling, okay? And when you verb your way, do your way out of the feeling, you end up not doing the feeling. Because if you'll remember in the processing feelings episode, I said that I was sharing with you that the goal, the objective is not to kick it out, right? To push it, to go, you know, we just let it sort of float in the feeling, the emotion to float through your body and then invite it to leave if and when it's ready. If and when is where I'd like to stress that. Okay. So a while back, months ago, I shared this on Instagram and I think this is probably really helpful to share here. I'll lend you the analogy that somebody taught me and I don't even remember who it was. But if you can imagine your feelings, your emotions to be like a friend of yours. So let's imagine a friend of yours is going through a breakup and they've been talking, talking, talking about it, but they're just, they're stuck on it. And they've called you up and they want to hang out. And you know, in the back of your mind that when they come over, all they're going to want to do is talk about this breakup. And you're not really going to want to hear it, but they're your friends. You love them. So you're going to show them compassion. Of course, you're going to allow them to come over. Right. So they knock on the door and you let them in. So usually the first thing that you do when somebody comes to your house is you take their coat and you ask them what they want to drink. Right. But imagine if you took their coat and you opened the closet door and you shoved their coat and them in the closet and shut the door and walked away. You wouldn't do that. Right. Because that's crazy. And it's not nice. It's, it's the opposite of compassion. If you know that your friend is hurting. You're going to ask them to sit down, right? You're going to get them a drink and you're going to ask them to stay a while. And you're going to listen to all of it. You're going to listen to them drone on about their breakup, but it's okay because you love them, right? It's the same thing with your feelings, like the feelings that are not necessarily convenient for you, right? You don't want to feel these feelings, but they're there, and when you have compassion for them and allow them to be there without wanting to shove them in a closet or shove them out the door, then you're going to have a much easier time when you're not resisting them. So hopefully that analogy helps a little bit. Just think of them as a friend that's coming over, right? It's like you're doing the carpool this week and you've got the annoying kid in the back, okay? Like the one friend that you bring to the party anyway, right? It's like just. You just expect it. Oh, here's anxiety again, right? Here's longing. Here is me missing my kiddo again. All right, come on in. We knew you'd be here. You know, that's okay. How can I help you? What can I get for you? What would you like to drink? You know, if you 
come at your emotions with that attitude, with that welcoming sort of matter of fact attitude, then you will have a lot less suffering, if any suffering at all. Okay. So this is why I put this episode out today instead of part two of the habits, because I thought for Christmas week, I I just, I truly believe that you can, we can have the experience of these negative emotions, the loneliness and the pain of missing our child. We can have that and still have a beautiful, beautiful holiday if that's what you want. Here's what I tell my clients. I tell them that they are welcome to feel. Well, they're always welcome to feel. But like my, I hate this term because of the origin of it. But my rule of thumb is basically that they can feel any feelings they want, right? And if they want to stay in growth and stay in the healing, like the momentum of that, then they If you are mindful about giving equal airtime to the feelings on the opposite side of the spectrum, okay? So if you want to feel anger, like you're okay with anger right now, that's where you are. You want to like gift that to yourself. And I'm not being facetious. Like seriously, if you're like, no, 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 I'm really, I'm good with anger right now. I want to be angry about this. That is totally fine. Do that. Know that why you're doing it, right? Know your decisions, like why you're making the decision to stay in anger. And then consciously choose also to spend an equal amount of time over whatever given time frame that you choose to also feel the opposite of anger, like the other side of the spectrum. Contemplate other points of view, other perspectives, so that you don't stay in the rut of anger. I mean, honestly, you can really have any feeling that you want. If you're happy with all of, you know, the 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 longing and the loneliness and the misery, like those feelings, if those are the ones, I'm again, not being facetious. If you're content with those feelings, you don't have to do any of this. You know, it's kind of like my bill of rights that I was talking about. You don't have to do any of this. But if you truly want to start purposefully and mindfully managing your mind, this is what I suggest to do is to give equal airtime to the emotions on the other side of the spectrum. And I think that's always good, right? We want to just like, as long as you're content with where you are, then you don't have to change anything, right? And if you want it to be like an even better situation, then this is what I, I suggest that you do. I think that was really wordy, but you get my point. We can still experience joy and desire and longing, curiosity and fascination and determination in these moments or gratitude. Gratitude is a great one to cultivate. Even when you're alone. Okay, let me tell you too, for anybody that might be spending the holidays alone this year, let me just tell you that I do know what that is like. For five or six years prior to last year, I spent my Christmases by myself with me and my animals. And I've had both ways. I've had it where I was in tears and not the good kind of tears, the kind of tears where I was wallowing and angry and creating the suffering. And then I've had the Christmases where I was alone, but not lonely allowing for the sadness and the grief and having the perspective of this is just, this is okay. This is, 
just an emotion and this emotion will pass. And also having a beautiful Christmas by myself, right? And not feeling lonely because I decided, like I intentionally made the decision to pull back or zoom out on my situation in my perspective and not make my emotions mean that something was wrong with me or something was wrong with where I was at that time. Instead, what I did was I made it mean that this was my time to heal, to learn to flourish. Okay, so what you're making your emotions and your story up until now mean is everything. Okay, so another helpful way to look at it and to allow or process your emotion, to allow your emotion to be, is you can just notice, normalize, and even narrate the thoughts and feelings that are going on with you, right? When you do this, then you're not really trying to push the feelings and like process them away. Instead, you are just narrating what is happening. You're acknowledging what is happening with you in the moment. And when you do that, when you just like take on the role of narrator, you're watching what is happening with you. You can do this out loud if you're alone. And if you're not, you can do it in, in, in your brain. You don't have to look crazy to everybody. But when you put words to what's happening with you, you know, sadness, longing, any of those things, then you step out of the role of it happening to you and you are now getting some distance from it. It does so much for your, for your state of mind by doing that because you're, you're normalizing like I was saying, you're acknowledging it and you're getting distance from it. It's all of the things, right? And you're in an action place. So you can't be at the effect of it. You can't be the victim of your feelings anymore, which we all tend to do, right? Especially when there are feelings of helplessness, right? And then the stress responses start to come up. So the second that you begin to narrate your thoughts and your feelings, your emotions, You'll notice that you start to calm down, that you gain a little bit, even just a little bit, you gain some perspective. And this is everything when you're feeling fed up or like it's enough. If you can say, okay, I'm noticing that I'm at that place where I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling, you know, just use your words as we would say to our toddlers, right? And it does, it really helps. It helps. And then the second part I was saying was to ask yourself what you're making it mean, right? Because you can look at your situation, look at, you know, this, this holiday season and decide to make your situation mean anything you want, really. But you can make it mean something that benefits you, right? You can put yourself in this, the frame of mind where you're looking at how, how you can benefit from it, how you can grow from it. And I know that that sometimes is difficult when you think, well, why should I have to? But that point of view is not going to, it's not going to help you. You're already here. You're already in the spot. So you might as well use it to your advantage, right? And the alienator or the person that you're upset with, they don't have to know that you're doing that. Okay. All right. Okay, guys. Listen, I want you guys to have a very Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. And I'll talk with you guys before New Year's. So don't need to wish you that. But any Kwanzaa, all of the holidays, happy, happy holidays. And I, I love you guys. And I'm so excited 
to for next week because I'm working on that new thing and I can't wait to announce that next week. Okay. All right. So as usual, if you haven't clicked the little follow button wherever you're listening to this, please do so if you like anything that you heard today. And also, if you haven't rated and reviewed, I would love that. And other parents that are looking for some some help and some hope and all of the things, they would love that too because ratings and reviews helps them to find us. Okay. Take care. Thanks so much for listening today, guys. I am so elated that you've chosen to share your time with me. You can find me on Instagram at Beyond the High Road Coaching. And you can also visit my website. If you liked what you heard today and you would like to hear more, please click subscribe so that you can be notified of new episodes. And um, thanks again, y'all. You are already in my heart. Till next time.